All right, we are live on Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. With me, I've got Ian Rismondo the other way. Uh, hey, how's it going? Maybe Taylor will join us later. Who knows at this point? Uh, <laughs> we're a very well-oiled machine, as everyone can tell. Uh, this is the first show. This is the first live show, like officially. Uh, we did one last week, but but we're here. The, this is the format. Uh, we're, we're going with it. Uh, if you're you're new, welcome. If you're not, also welcome. Uh, but if you are new, there are two ways you can listen to us. There is uh, the way you're potentially listening to us right now, which is on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision, uh, where you can tune into us live Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, otherwise, you can listen to us in podcast form, the audio-only version. If you want to listen to us in the car or just later, uh, go ahead and do that. Unanimous indecision on most places where podcasts are sold, except it's free. Uh, otherwise, it, the format of the show is we'll do a movie review, typically, week to week. Last week, we had a double feature. But otherwise, this week is Monster Hunter, which we are review reviewing uh, and then we jump into about an hour and a half of various movie news, just things we want to talk about with the movies uh, that is somewhat recent and relevant. Uh, but otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the Monster Hunter review. Ian, unfortunately, did not get a chance to see this. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'll gonna... get around to it, but uh, it's not quite nearly at the top of my list right now. So we'll see. <laughs> As well, it shouldn't be. It was a terrible <laughs> movie. Uh, it's, it's I am bad. so curious. It's pretty bad. Uh, they, it was one of those movies that I kind of felt like at any given point in time throughout the entire film, there was just a different choice that could have been made that could have turned it all around. Like it could have okay. became a good movie. And every, okay. every time it just chose not to. It, it's like the pitch was it's an action movie and then there was nothing else. There's nothing else to the pitch. There, there was no heart. Uh, they clearly wanted to give the main character Artemis, played by Mila jo 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 Jovovich. Oh my goodness. Uh, they clearly wanted to give her like character because she has like this ring that says forever on it that she keeps in a um, like an Altoids container. So it's like very clearly there's, there's a lost lover somewhere who ate a lot of Altoids or something. Um, but yeah, that trauma was never really realized. Like <laughs> it was irrelevant other than she just wanted to hold on to this thing. Um, but, but I guess the, I mean, I guess it wasn't totally irrelevant cause it kind of paralleled what one, uh, the main, I don't know what to call the, the people that were on the monster hunting world. Um, I, I don't know what to call them. But unnamed character number one, I'm sure he has a name, but the, but the main guy, uh, he uh, he he kind of had like some figurines of his dead family. So okay. I think it was supposed to parallel them that like, oh, they're the same. And he was left behind by his crew, but like his family's dead. So <laughs> but it was just like they they're both kind of like lost together. Um, other than he's not, I don't know. I don't so know. is this like the, is this like the typical, like my family's dead, so I must move on and find something else to live for. Like what's the, 
it is like, no. right. There's definitely that direction they could have gone. Nope. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, she just has like a dead husband or something. Or I don't know. Or maybe maybe she's still married. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what his name was, how old he is, if he's alive or not. Who knows? Um, and we'll never find out. Well, we might. <laughs> oh, um, but so a bunch of these army rangers uh, basically get swept up by this storm, which ends up teleporting them to the monster hunting world, uh, which by the way, so, so I've never played the video game. Um, Ian's never played video game, but after I saw the movie, I interrogated one of my roommates who does play one of the monster hunter games and was like, so this is in the game, right? And he was like, no, not at all. And then I was like, well, this has to be because this felt like a video game. And he's like, no, that's not in there at all. And I was like, what is in the video game? <laughs> um, and so I just watched him play it for like two hours yesterday uh, so that I could actually have an idea of what you do in this game. And there's a reason it's called Monster Hunter because that's pretty much the main thing you do in the game is you hunt these dinosaurs. Do. Um, you also catch them. Um, Did they do any of that? This? Catching? No. Okay. So uh, it's just which, which I was a little disappointed about. And after watching him play the game, honestly, he, for like the first 30 minutes of watching him play the game, he was just walking around like some town where there's like a ton of NPCs. And I was okay. like, where was this in the movie? This looks <laughs> cool. <laughs> He's not even doing anything, but just like the atmosphere looks cool. Um, we spent like half the movie in the desert of nothingness. Who directed this? Uh, I don't remember. Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh yeah, Paul W.S. Anderson, which the huge, which sucks for him because he's a great director and terrible movie. And Mila um, Jovovich is his uh, wife. Yeah, and Mila Mil Jovovich also Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter, and Resident Evil made by the same company video games. These movies yep. were also made by the same, which is crazy to me because the resident evil movies are watchable. <laughs> <laughs> the resident evil movies are very entertaining and she's a great actress. She is um, all the entire cast is, is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. um, the acting is really good. The dialogue's not even terrible. If I'm being honest, some of it's a little weird, but I think it's more the story's fault rather than the dialogue itself. Um, it seemed like a lot of the jokes that were in the trailer didn't make the final cut, which I think was a smart choice. Um, but the first act of the movie. So, so they get teleported to like these dunes and they're, they immediately know something's weird because like the nearest dunes from their previous location is like this really far distance. So they're like, that's too crazy. And then we meet the first monster, which is Diablos, uh, which is probably the most iconic monster hunter monster. I could be wrong on that, but it's one of like them. Like towards for the games? Yeah. Okay. Di Diablos is like, as far as my minuscule understanding goes, is one of the most iconic uh creatures i don't know what <laughs> monsters they're all monsters i guess um 
that that was something I kind of learned that was also really interesting is just looking at little graphics of all the monsters. They're all kind of like dragon variants. Most of them, like 90% of the monsters in the Monster Hunter world are like dragon variants. Um, which I was like, that's kind of one note. They still all look cool. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, and so, so they see Diablos. Nothing goes well for them. <laughs> um, they manage, the surviving members manage to make it uh, to this cave, which is a very smart thing to do. You're being faced with a larger adversary, go into a tiny hole. And for a moment, Taylor and I looked at each other and said, okay, we're finally going to be able to get our bearings in this world and figure out what the heck's going on. Nope, we were wrong. Almost immediately, they get attacked again. Not by Diablos, <laughs> by a different creature. Um, let me see if I can find the name. I have. Are all of the monsters that show up named, are they from the game? Or do they They're all... So... Three of them are from Monster Hunter World, which is the game okay. that I watched my roommate play. Um, and then I think the other three are from Monster Hunter 4. I don't quote okay. me on that, but it's something like that. I'm, I'm quoting you on that, so you better um, write. So not Epseros. Maybe, yeah, Nursilla. So they get attacked. Attacked. Nursilla? Um, <laughs> Nursilla. You know, like, you know, like a Skyla? How do you, how do you say the, the water variant Hydra? Scylla. So a Scylla. So Nursilla. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. I, I had this. I know how to pronounce half these fake words. I don't trust you when you say words that I don't immediately recognize. <laughs> That's how this whole movie felt though. Cause, cause oh, like geez. you were like, okay, Diablos, that sounds like something. Cause it is something right. in, in our world. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and the other problem is like, uh, half the other human characters in this movie almost exclusively speak this other language. I don't know what language. I don't know if it was a real language or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not not versed enough. Um, it could have been. It, it could have been just a simple different language to me. But the the whole movie to me felt like it was just a, a foreign language film without subtitles because. For most of it, only Mila Jovovich is the only one speaking English. Mm. Um, and it was just like, so they're speaking their their other language, and then they're also calling the creatures words I can't pronounce. And they all sound the same. There's Diablos, Apseros, uh, Nersilla, uh, Rathalos, uh, <laughs> like my, <laughs> Gormagala. <laughs> like, I was just like, these are just syllables. Um like i almost wish every time they named one of them the word came up on the screen didn't wasn't there something in like john wick where like someone would there there was like one scene or something where people were speaking or maybe i'm just thinking of scott pilgrim versus the world actually where they're speaking and the words show up on the screen that's not john wick that's scott pilgrim yeah so in scott pilgrim there is a thing though with John. Maybe it's just the whole opening credits. There's, it's just very long. I'd have to watch it again, which uh, I'd be willing to do. I love those movies. So I thought there was I, I, I can't pull anything off the words. Yeah. That like, yeah, no, the way it does the subtitles. 
on the Russian guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you like the way, to... the way John Wick does the subtitles on the Russian guys, I kind of wish they would do just for okay. the monster names. Just okay. for the monster names. I just wanted to see that written on screen because I had no idea what they were saying. <laughs> um, I mean, it would make it easier for audiences, like you, especially names and something. If, if they're not but, just going to be one-offs. Like, I don't need to know what they're actually saying i'm totally okay with that i'm on board with that i just want the name of the creature (laughs) right if if the subtitles if they pop up and they're illegible or whatever they're in some other language whether it's made up or real and you can't just translate it as long as like the name is in english or a transliterized into whatever language you're watching in yeah that's helpful because that way you can at least distinguish that they are saying a name and it's just not a rest along with the rest of the the foreign words right it was, it was just a blend together and then i was like wait rathalos sounds familiar um <laughs> i was like that's something um but yeah so they so after they escape from diablos they immediately get attacked again and they mostly lose that fight so much so that mila jovovich dies she doesn't but <laughs> uh, she gets gored pretty intensely uh, okay. by, by one of these pincers or whatever they use. Um, she wakes up in like the spider cavern and whatnot. Uh, and then she's trying to escape and she finds one of her other companions still alive. I don't know why they brought him back for 12 seconds because they immediately killed him off right after. I was just like, what a waste. Such a waste of a mo- movement. Um, like, I don't know why. You, to me, I was like, okay, definitely bring him back mm-hmm. and then have him play a role for like the next 45 minutes and be like super grateful that he's back. Cause he was like the number two kind of thing. Like he was very right. pivotal in everything else and getting there. And he was like a right-hand man. Uh, so I was like, make him even more important and then take him away again for real rather than this weird 12 seconds thing is very weird. Um, and I'm not going to jump through every beat of the movie, but, uh, her interaction with the, um, the guy who was left behind by his ship that sails on sand. Wait, we saw that in Avatar The Last Airbender. I yeah. don't want to hear it. So, um, there must be airbenders in this world. Um, but... And that was a cool sequence. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Like I'm making fun of it, but like I want more of that. <laughs> it's just weird. Um, and that's the kind of thing I wanted from. I was like, this is a world where that that happens. Yeah. Um, and so he was kind of like an expert on things, but he's also not like that great of a fighter. Like, like he was a really good fighter, but like he can't take on these massive creatures alone. Which is weird because most of the Monster Hunter games premise is the idea of taking on these monsters alone for the most part. Like, sure, you can party up, but. Uh, and so they like really argue with each other a lot, but but then they have a really fun dynamic throughout the rest of the movie. Their dynamic is what almost makes this a good movie. Let, like it almost crosses the line. into a good movie with just how much they fought at the beginning, how much they go back and forth throughout 
And then by the end, they're totally on board with each other. And like, they're speaking the same language without speaking the same language. Um, so could you describe the plot to me? Trying to get back home. That's, that's the, <laughs> she gets trapped in the monster hunting world. He gets left behind by his crew. They're both just trying to get back home. Okay. I have a second question. Follow up. Are the characters in this movie, are they from the games at all? Or are they entirely new creations? I don't know. I don't know for sure. Okay. Mostly okay. because I don't know any of these characters' names. The only reason I question that is because I pulled up the film synopsis. And the first name, which I believe is Mila Jovovich's name, no. uh, character, Lieutenant Artemis. Artemis. Right. And that's a great name. That is a it genius is. name. Because <laughs> it's called weird. Monster Hunter. Right. And she's a huntress. Art Artemis is the hunter of Greek yep. mythology. Like that is a she's brilliant choice. So that's, um, that's fair. I didn't really place that. Okay. I'm going to read you this film synopsis. Cause I, I read this and I, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how you get like a cohesive story out of this. So behind our world, there is another sure. a world of dangerous and powerful monsters that rule their domain with deadly ferocity. When Lieutenant Artemis and her loyal soldiers are transported from our world to the new one, the unflappable yep. Lieutenant, receives the shock of her life, which, which is probably her being gored, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or, or just maybe monsters well, I think exist. it's just in fish out of water. Just, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. In a desperate battle for survival against enormous enemies with incre incredible powers and unstoppable, terrifying attacks, Artemis teams up with a mysterious hunter who has found a way to fight back. Right. That's it. That's the that's the <laughs> Right. Um, like that, that's, that doesn't seem like a, a whole... Story. I wish there wasn't a way back. Like I wish yeah. that she was just stuck there. Right. And this is life now. Um, because I was like, that would have been much more entertaining of her just like going on this character piece of accepting this situation rather than. And I mean, like it worked. She talks about it from like a soldier perspective. She's like, we always just got to keep moving forward and, We'll we'll adapt and we'll we'll survive at the end of this. Of course, all her soldiers don't make it, but uh, they killed the other soldiers off very fast. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but yeah, like I said, we see a couple other monsters. Uh, according to this website, I think we see a total of six, which is kind of a low number when there's like fifty or something in like any one of the monster hunter games. Well, you don't bring them all out for the first movie. Sure. You put but them in, there's you put them more all than the I'm pretty sure there's, Hey, there's not no. How many dinosaurs are in Jurassic park? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Cause I was thinking about, it, I was like, why did you not just make Jurassic park with different monsters? So why didn't you make that movie? Well, it, it would be one thing. If, uh, obviously, like, you, you don't do the theme park, but you okay, just so do no. this estranged world with it. So I haven't seen I haven't seen Monster Hunter, so I, I can't talk about what was in it or what was not. And this and this already may be in it. Were there any scenes where they just like look off to the left and they see a herd of certain monsters just kind of like walking or roaming? So so yes and no. They finally because, after traveling, it's about the midpoint of the movie, probably. Okay. Maybe even later because <laughs> they spend a long time in this desert trying to figure out how to get past Diablos and the way they get past Diablos. The, so the fights against the monsters were pretty cool. Okay. 
the fights between humans were very bad. Like her fighting the hunter uh, felt like Iron Fist season one. And, and and I defend the story of Iron Fist season one. I understand the combat's not the 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 combat's not great, but I think the and story some of the has dialogue. Some of the dialogue, some of the, di- some, some <laughs> of the dialogue's missing. Some, somewhere you too. you dig far enough, there's a good story underneath Iron Fist season one. <laughs> I agree. But, it got us to season two, right? Which I think is much better. Um, but the the hand to hand combat between people was awful. There was like 12 cuts between like a single punch. You would I was think, just like, it was so jarring. You would think that with, you know, it being an actual real life person that you're fighting against, <laughs> that you would be able to like choreograph something well. Because when you're fighting monsters, you're punching air well, and whatnot. And- the, fu- the fight, I think, was choreographed well. I just don't know why they kept cutting to all these different angles. Mm. Just pick an angle. And, and that's kind of how Look the how whole movie we have. That, that's kind of how the whole movie felt. You know, uh, I can't think of a good example. Maybe Lord of the Rings, when they like, so an army starts to um, march towards the other army, but you're only following. I don't know. I I don't know what is a good character to pick would be. Maybe Aragorn, but uh, you. <laughs> So, so like someone's leading the charge into battle and you follow them and they're running sideways across the screen and the camera's backing up and more and more people are running past the screen and eventually backs up such that you can see the other wave, the, the force they're going against. And so it backs up and gives you this very epic, um, perspective. Yeah. Perspective shot. This movie did that maybe 20 times. And 19 of them weren't during any combat. Like she would just be standing up on a rock and we'd be, I guess we're going to zoom out here all the way just to show you there's nothingness for miles. So you know what that kind of feels like? And then five five minutes later, a different rock zooming out again. (laughs) That feels very much like Eagle Vision from the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, sure. Where like you get up on a high point and it zooms out so you can see the whole terrain around you. But yeah, I, I guess from a video game perspective, kind of like that. It but just I, I felt feel like it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sheer it, quantity. Like yeah. like I was okay the first one. The first one I even was like whoa. Ooh. And then the second one I was still like because it was a different shot. It was where um, all those uh, Nursillas lived, and so I was like, oh man. This is this is crazy. But then it proceeded to do it 18 more times in like the next hour. And most what of them weren't of anything one? new. I was like, I just feel what is the last I, one happened. I was I was too busy writing down. I was like, and another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like we get it. We get it. This is a whole world. There's a whole world out there. I get it. Would you say um, your feelings about this movie progressed like Shia LaBeouf watching? every movie back in like 2014 when he watched every single movie he'd ever been in yeah kind of where it, um, it started out where he's actually paying attention having a good time and by transformers 2 he looks <laughs> he looks like he's a zombie walking right yeah and then also when they were like teleporting it was very like there's like teleportation I, well when they're going through the portal to this other world and then oh, back okay. and whatnot uh it was very like there's a lot of strobe lights which sure that's fine that's a choice 
but then there was like glyphs being thrown at you that were never fully acknowledged. Like, like they were, they were just like, Oh yeah, there was an ancient people that built this portal to your world. And I was like, let's go more into that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about all they mentioned. Um, that's about all we got of that. Also, so I had this kind of misconception. I thought there was magic in the monster hunter monster on the, the in the monster hunter world. Um, there's not Damn, magic. Jesus here. So what it is is the weapons, the creatures themselves are imbued with like elemental powers. Okay. So and I so call the, them magic. Right. Um, and so the weapons that you make from those specific creatures retain those properties. Okay. And so I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And there's one moment in the movie where I really thought they were going to craft something. There's really two. There's one moment where he sort of crafts something. He ties this poison thing to a spear and it's a very effective thing in their combat. That was about it. Um, there was the, the, the next moment I thought was kind of immediately after that, when she pulls a piece of the skin of this creature off and I was like, Oh, she's going to make something cool. Nope. She made a sled to carry the guy who was unconscious crafting. I was like, Oh, that wasn't hard at all. Um, <laughs> and like, she hasn't leveled up high enough to be able to craft that stuff. <laughs> I guess. And, and that's something I was trying to look at also, just looking at the Monster Hunter World inventory. It looked like a lot of the weapons they were used, that she was using, that the hunter dude uh, with her was using, are very base level weapons that like you start the game with. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's understandable from a perspective you're like okay we're gonna make more movies so we're gonna really be able to go crazy with it but i was like you couldn't have teased some of the crafting that like okay we killed diablos now let's make something cool out of his horn like come on that would have been awesome um and that's the kind of stuff that this movie was missing is this is that and then uh i will say there was this dude that i don't again i don't know the name of but I'm just going to call the captain because he was the captain of a ship. Uh, and they were trying to basically destroy the portal so that it could never be used again. Uh, so that their creatures wouldn't go into the human world, into the normal world. And they... our world wouldn't invade their world, which I don't okay. know what they're scared of because their monsters are way more efficient than our, than our machines. I was gonna say, like, if it's if it was like a one way portal to the human world or the normal world or whatever, wouldn't they be like, who cares? Right, but it's two way, right? Because yeah, yeah. they came and then the monsters right. can leave. So why was there a portal? Because these ancient people made it. So they just built a portal that somehow got. I to don't them? know. <laughs> I don't have these answers. I need these questions answered. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm on board with you. I would love to even come up with theories about why and for what purpose, but honestly, the movie didn't give me enough to create them. I yeah, I say I often I often say that like it's up to the fans to to like make things fit where there might be plot holes, make it work. Like I just don't give you enough. I just don't understand enough about this world. Like 
they, there wasn't enough for me to craft anything. And then, I mean, they didn't craft anything either. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and then there was also, it was very strange as someone not from the Monster Hunter game. There, she's captured by these other humans because they don't immediately trust her. Uh, even though she's been walking with one of their crew and he ends up vouching for her and it's wholesome and whatnot. But when she's like sneaking around the ship, uh, she finds the cook who is a, a tabaxi. And I was like, what? what? There was no setup for this whatsoever. Like there's these cat are, people. Here. And, and, and that's basically what I was doing is I was like, oh, there's cat people in this world. Okay. Um, and even one of the guys makes a comment that he's like, what, you've never seen a cat before? And I was like, right. Yeah. Like, are you saying that to the audience? Because not like that. <laughs> and there's just like, it, it was stuff like that. That I was just like, oh, this is in the world. And again, watching a playthrough of Monster Hunter World, um, there are cats in the game. However, they are cat sized not full sized and they still, they're still full fledged people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay I was say, as far as I understand, that's how my so, friend was explaining it. Maybe he so just, the one in the movie was a human sized cat person. Uh huh. And don't get me wrong. He seemed cool. Cause he was like, <laughs> there's the, honestly the coolest sequence of this movie, other than a couple of the monster kills, um, <laughs> was the cat person throwing this slab of beef onto the this like hibachi grill and then cutting it up into these huge slices and just going to town cutting it up i was like this is cool <laughs> was there a shot of the cat person just like curling up in a ball and like a nope. beam of sunlight or something darn <laughs> i will say it wasn't on screen for very long but okay, okay. Uh, now I do have a question. So you came into this movie or would go watch this movie with not having played the games. Do you think someone who played the games and went to see the movie would like it? Probably not. Um, probably even less than I like it, but that's an interesting like demographic for your movies. Like this movie will be interesting for Who's fans for? who like fantasy, <laughs> but have not played our games. Right. Um, because that was the thing is, even if you liked fantasy, you didn't get enough fantasy. You spent so much time fighting the Nersilla and the Diablos. Um, and the Diablos fight was cool. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, when they were fighting the monsters, it was cool. When they weren't fighting the monsters, the movie was just a slog fest. <laughs> uh, but there's this moment. Uh, after the whole crew decides and they're like, all right, we're going to go to that tower. And it still seems like really far in the distance. Like at the very beginning, it's really far in the distance. Oh, look who it is. Look who it is. He's here. Uh -oh. Let me try and uh -oh. get him in here. Um, if I add him like that and then do that, I think we're good. Taylor's <sighs> here. How you doing, Taylor? Maybe Help me drag on this movie. I'm doing pretty good, and since it is the first official live podcast, um, I know you there's something late. <laughs> yes, fashionably late, but also I think there's something to do with like New Year's and eating beans. So uh, I'm eating I'm eating beans. I thought they were specifically navy beans, but too superstitious for me. I thought it was black eyed peas. Wait, those are black navy or 
Are they the same? It's black, it's black eyed peas. You wouldn't that's, eat that's people scary. though. <laughs> no. Uh, black eyed peas are, are to they're sure like all the represent all the coins that you'll earn in the new year. Oh. Coins? Yeah, and if you eat spinach, it's to represent all the money, like all the dollar bills. Huh. I eat money during the year? I yes. mean, I, I guess the food, food is money. Uh, Time is money. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Taylor, I, I'm almost done going through this film um, and how cohesive it was. But uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Um, so you already said that it was bad, right? Oh, <laughs> do you think that? You think it's bad? I thought the consensus was that it was good. Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, 90%. It was... <laughs> I gotta go check. Yeah, okay, so, no so here's the thing about it. And I think this kind of gives a good impression of the movie itself for someone that is maybe interested in watching it, but, you know, is like, oh, what's kind of like, you know, how, what's the feel? What's the movie feel? And uh, cool. when me and Josh walked out of the theater, th we both first Ouch. talked about how uh, the movie started and I don't think our heart rates went down until the end of the movie. I felt like I was going to have like a heart attack. Yeah. Like for an, <laughs> it was an hour. What was the length of the film? Hour and an hour 48. And definitely for the first 45 minutes, it was just like so much going on and it wasn't even like that much complicated. No, it was just so fast. It was extremely like linear. Like what was going on? Like, like, Usually in a fight scene, like if you imagine a fight scene or someone, you know, getting into a scuffle with someone and uh, that person trips backwards, you know, and then they fall and they stumble and it's like, oh, I got to recover. Right. And then they recover and then they get knocked down again. And then they're like, oh, the, the, I'm on the ground again. I'm in a place of vulnerability. That was literally the first 45 minutes. Like it was repeatedly anytime there was any ground made, it was a farther fallback into vulnerability again and again and again and again and again and it, it was exhausting it was very exhausting and even when it finally like kind of like leveled out it felt kind of like uh okay now we're in a sense of security even then it was still like the lowest sense of security ever and it's funny because like the and character... i think that's kind of the point right it's supposed to be the super dangerous world but like yeah. i don't want to sit there for two hours in that feeling I feel like that's just like, and then it wasn't even totally rewarded because the the later action sequences aren't as intense as those beginning ones were. Um, even yeah. though they are they are good, they're entertaining. Like them taking down Diablos, them taking down Rathalos, those are good action sequences. But they weren't as like high pace and as frantic well, as I mean, those they, early sequences were. They've had I, a bit of experience now, I guess, but like. They, they first created the this anxiety in me and didn't reward my paranoia. Yeah, I think it's like we got used to just like the we got used to just like the like continuous shock factor of like what was going on. So by the time that it's like they're trying to amp stakes, like you've already spent all those cards. You you yeah. you, you did that to us repeatedly at the beginning of the film. Like at this point, like we know that anytime there's like 
oh, like oh, stuff we just can just jump out of the ground and eat yeah, it. yeah. It's like it's like At oh, we just accomplished this task. Boom, someone dies, or boom, <laughs> yeah. now they're now they're not in a safe place again. And it's like I, I'm talking very vague, but like that's that's a very like that's a, the exact feeling of what the entire movie feels like. And I don't know. To me, like it's hard to imagine like this being good to any anyone who is just looking at it from a film perspective. Like I, I was talking to Josh about this. We neither of us know anything about the game, so it's hard to talk about how accurate of a homage it is to the game and the lore. But I mean, from the little we know. Uh, from you know, just friends playing. There is no Earth in Monster, right? Like there is no relation to like our reality. So the fact that the movie starts off that way, it's already like mm, I don't. I mean, it seems like it's being accepted well to the fans, just a little bit. But like I don't know. Like it just kind of so, seems like a a movie that they threw like all this money at. And that's, I asked yeah. Josh this, and I'm curious about your take because you you kind of touched on it there, but. So you guys didn't like this movie. Do you think someone who played the games would like this movie? Maybe. I, I think I think it goes back to like what I said. I, I think the thing there are things that are objectively like really cool about this movie, which is the monsters, how they look. That's cool. Um and I'm sure for fans of the game, it's cool to see that realized. But and the monster hunting aspect when they're actually fighting the monsters that was cool they don't fight a whole lot of the monsters <laughs> it's a lot of running from monsters it's a lot of surviving really it's uh, not even about like tactically planning anything it's literally like we are about to die like they that tactically the plan <laughs> twice and yeah. one of them's off screen the planning mm -hmm. right cuz we they're just all of a sudden ready with that trap on the spiders um but but then we see the full diablos one and that one was cool that was a cool fight um the fight with uh rathalos i thought was pretty entertaining um especially you have the whole kind of increase of stakes of rathalos coming to our world and they really got to stop it now but the thing is like I don't know. It seems like it was a cool world and we just didn't bother delving into it at all. Cause they talk about, even though these aren't, this isn't even, they, they added stuff to the game and didn't fully develop it is basically what it is, is the whole, like the ancient race with the portals is what I was telling Ian. I was like, those people sounded cool. Let's learn more about that. Yeah. Um, but then also when they're leaving as the crew um, to go to the tower and they're going for that final stretch and we get that montage of a kind of a walking sequence. They crawl up these stairs of like this rock face. That's like really carved out. I was like, this place looks really cool. It looks like it's got some history to it. What's going on here. We were there for probably like 10 seconds and <laughs> moved on. I, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's just so disappointing. And then it had Ta Taylor got up as the credits started rolling. It had not one, but two in credit scenes. They really um, wanted to see some stuff. The second one was so dumb or was it, was it just one? 
was it just one and it was kind of a long one or something? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember, but there was one that showed a shadowy figure on top of the, the tower that is kind of causing all this. So maybe that guy is from this ancient race, right? And so he's the villain uh, or something. Yeah. Which I think you- could be good to have a human villain element rather than the creatures just being villain <laughs> villains honestly like uh, this this movie kind of felt like like they were doing so much world building they forgot to tell a really good like a story that was worth telling and i think like with the teaser we get at the end with the guy up on the tower like that's interesting like you said like, like where's that movie <laughs> yeah like the the secret this might be one of the things rare instances where like the second one is better than the first strictly because they have an opportunity to tell a story to people that might not understand what's going on. And now that you have the first movie, that's just like, okay, this is literally just the world. Here's all these like aspects of the reality of it. And we forgot to tell you a good story in the first one, but here, here's the, (laughs) here's the actual substance. This is where we pull you into like characters and like learn about the histories of the characters. Like I thought the guy who knew English from the tribe like I, I was like, I want to hear his story. I want right. to hear these other stories. Like, it. I want to hear about like the people and how they survive in this world and like what they've been doing up until this point. And maybe like, what's the goal after, you know? But like, we don't get any of that. We just get this woman from this, you know, you know, SEAL team, whatever. Like, yeah. just army, and she's a ranger, and uh, it's like. She, she, it's like she has the ring, her wedding ring that says forever, and it's like we're <laughs> supposed to feel something. And it's like, I don't feel anything because literally she had a crew of 11 people, and we lost one of them every three minutes for like, yeah, 35 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, so that one of the guys I was saying the, the same thing earlier. <laughs> one of the guys from the old tribe speaks English. Do we know how he speaks English? Yes, apparently, mm-hmm. someone had previously. Um, from our world made it there. Um, and that's kind of how they end up there in the first place is they're following team B. Now that okay. person who he knew wasn't from team B. It was from a really long time ago or something mm-hmm. um, that someone was taken from our world and I guess lived with them for a while. He learned English very well, had no accent. And I don't know what happened to that person. I said it'd be funny if it was like a. <laughs> he, he was if it was like a country people. accent, even though he's not country, <laughs> but like he that would have been cool. Th- that would have been great. They just have like some one person people. who ends up there has like a Cajun accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you? Are you from there? No, yeah, just, there's just some like some guy Christian, English. like some uh, how do you speak in the corner? How do you speak mm-hmm. that English? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you sure there's like some Christian imagery in the corner, right? <laughs> like, like not even from our world. Different, different his world. Uh, his his sand sailing ship has a Jesus fish on the back. <laughs> uh, uh, so I pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes. Have you guys, have you guys seen this? No, I didn't bother. It's not great. I uh, say, I'm not surprised. So. South of thirty. Okay, Taylor, you got an opinion? What the critic consensus is? I know the game's pretty popular. 
and I know a lot of people that played probably went and saw it. So just because of like fan, like cater, like since it is a video game movie, I know it's bad because it's a video game movie, but um, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say south of 30. I'm going to say, I'm going to say in the 40s. I think that's okay. probably maybe high 30s, but okay. I'm not going to say so low 30s. The critics consensus was a 49%. Wow. Uh, the audience score was 69% as of right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> now, what the, the critics a lot of the critics yeah. consensus, like what they wrote about it, this is a this is a fantastic sentence. Uh, Monster Hunter is a mostly is mostly a mindless blur of action held together by the slenderest threads of dialogue and plot, and exactly what many viewers will be looking for. There you go. That we'll we'll, we'll end our review there and just move on to movie news. Because that is perfect. That's the best. That, yeah. yeah, that guy gets it. Um, <laughs> like that, and. Th the ending with the cat person winking at the screen, like what, dude? I was I was laughing all the way back to my car, like I couldn't stop. It's, it's it funny because like so that critic review is so accurate that like it hurts because it like this movie could have been one of those compilations you watch on YouTube, like greatest action sequence. <laughs> and then, and then you, but then you're like, Oh, I'm in the theater and this is just a movie and it's not just action sequences. <laughs> like, um, I, Oh my gosh. How funny would that be? If someone took the movie, stripped it, put it on YouTube and just wrote best monster hunter scene, action scenes. And then, did not it edit it. It was just the whole movie. <laughs> Cause I mean, the action's incredible. Like the fights, the, yeah. The audio, like the, I was talking to Josh about it. Like this, it was disturbing consistently the like screeching and the howling and like the monsters were scary. Definitely. Like I was like definitely freaked out by some of the jumps and oh yeah, there's tons of jump scares throughout the movie, which is definitely hurts your heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, to end off, uh, yeah. Perfect review by that critic. He did it. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Ian, you, Single you know drive. what you were saying? Uh, do they ever like look off to the side and see like a herd? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they get to a spot where there's like a river and it looks very clean water. It's very transparent. And she's like, oh, finally water. And but but there's a bunch of creatures drinking from the water. And she's like, I don't know if I should get near it. And he like Obviously, there's a barrier of communication, so he like grabs some grass and eats it to show her that they're herbivores. Um, these are the abscesses, um, and and so she's like, "Oh, I get that. Okay, I can go drink some water." And so, right, that's just like Jurassic Park, right? Wrong. Immediately, she takes like two steps. Something jumps out of the sand and nearly bites her head off. Jesus. Like it's just like and it's funny because not yeah. even yeah yeah and he slices the head of it and he jumps in front of her slices the head and then he uh the he doesn't know a lot of the words but he understands the word bait because previously he used yeah. her as bait in another trap to like lure the monster <laughs> away so he was like bait like I, you were just bait again now we can drink from this river I thought. I thought he was probably their, the most redeeming character of the their whole. Their character dynamic is why this almost works. 
Yeah, yeah. Like it was the only like, redeeming quality, and he was very interesting. But honestly, like we still very, don't know a whole lot about him. It's variating because, like, what kind of creature killed his family? I want to yeah. know. Was it the Rathalos that was the big bad? That would add some stakes. Like, <laughs> was it the people in the hood? Who is that guy? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't guess know. We'll be watching the second one in a couple of years because I bet it made freaking a good amount. I of I doubt it, but. <laughs> You don't think it made a good money? I mean, nothing's making a good amount of money this time. (laughs) Well, it was Uh, a Chinese film, right? And uh, Japanese, right? No, Tencent's Chinese. You're right. You're right. Um, Maybe. Uh, No, no, because it immediately this movie didn't because it was revoked by its uh, I don't know what they call it, but the Chinese Film Bureau. Yeah. Because they had a offensive joke to that that actually initially made it past their first wave of it and it went to theaters and then the chinese people themselves said this is unacceptable and so they removed the movie yeah Um, yeah so i don't i don't know this movie wasn't for the chinese people it wasn't for people who are fans of the game it wasn't for people who just like movies it was for people who like action sequences and are willing to sit down for two hours for them. This this is the peop- this movie is for people who watch Pacific Rim. I that, that, that's a good comparison. That that's what I went in like hoping for. I was like, all right, I just hope it's as good as Pacific Rim because I think Pacific Rim has a lot of good elements in it. And, and the first one is a very the first rich, one does the first one's a very rich story. Yeah. This one felt very much like the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Except the characters are slightly more developed than they were in Pacific Rim 2. Uh, <laughs> but let's quickly move off this because we got a lot of movie news to get into. After all, it's the beginning of the year. I hope everyone had a wonderful New Year's transition into 2021. Uh, that's right. You made it. Go get your T-shirts. You made it to the end of the line. Uh, but otherwise, this is the part The tutorial is now over. The tutorial. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> And then it also did the Monster Hunter also did the thing uh, that I always play the uh, Spy Kids three uh, Sylvester Stallone thing that's like now in the real world <laughs> where they bring something from this alternate planet to the to Earth. Um, but like I was saying just a few seconds ago, don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe if you're listening to the podcast. Follow us on Twitch.tv/slash Unanimous Indecision if you'd like to follow us live you know um you can chat with us on screen we could we could talk about it let's increase this conversation uh as much as i like talking to these two guys it would be great to get some other opinions in here so that they stop agreeing with me uh but otherwise also join the facebook group like the facebook page it's all called unanimous indecision shouldn't be too hard to find it all has the logo uh, so love to see you there. Just increase the conversation, spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family. If they like movies, get them over here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing if you don't. I mean, this is the first episode. It's 2021. We gotta, we gotta get hype. We gotta grow. Come on. New season. Um, new season. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to decide whether like the podcast hosting software allows me to change the season. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, I haven't decided yet because then it's like, do I have to start recounting the episodes? Like I was like, we haven't made it to a hundred yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but a hundred is not even two years. Like it's just a weird, 
it's, it's just a weird amount. It doesn't doesn't arbitrary make... spot. Plus, also with the the secondary shows, it really falls in a weird spot. With right, like Mandalorian and uh, whatnot. Also, uh, we don't have a time and day picked out specifically yet, but we will be doing Wandavision reviews. Wandavision comes out on January fifteenth. We'll be talking a little bit more about that later. But the first episode premieres January 15th. We will be doing WandaVision breakdowns just like we did for The Mandalorian. So if you're confused, we're going to be confused with you and let's talk us through it. Um, we can figure everything out because who doesn't love some good superhero stuff? Um, maybe I'll be able to drag Taylor to watch them because it's going to be weird. It's going to be zany. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm going to now throw it over to Ian so that he can give us this last oh. week news run right ladies and gentlemen lethal <laughs> weapon 5 is confirmed and it's bringing back the original director richard donner which is really cool because he did the first four and i believe we haven't had a lethal weapon movie since 1998 that sounds right this is a <laughs> that's a big gap that's like bad boys bad boys for life well never mind just richard donner like he's the director he's also really old he's really old but let's talk about the actors, <laughs> the people yeah. who have this is Lethal Weapons, an, one of the most iconic action franchises of all time. Right. Are, are they bringing back the original cast? That's the plan. As far as I know, <laughs> how old is Danny Glover? This is going to be like a Sunset <laughs> Days movie. Dude, like. Doesn't he say in like Lethal Weapon 1, is it Lethal Weapon 1 or Lethal Weapon 2 where his I where I forget, I get them mixed up. Riggs or Murtaugh. Danny Glover uh, is 74. Okay. So I guess that's like Samuel Jackson age, right? So I guess it's manageable. Uh, true. But d isn't like his most iconic line, I'm getting too old for this? <laughs> now, now it'll mean something. <laughs> it's 20 years later. He's still right. too old for this. Well, he's always been too old for it. Just every day, it's a little bit older. <laughs> he's a little bit older for this. Right. So, how, how old is Richard Donner right now? I hope it's like a conspiracy in a senior home. <laughs> like, that's what they're stopping. Richard Donner is 90 years old right now. Jeez. Well, he, I, I don't he know. Was I, born in, he was born in 1930. I don't actually believe we're going to get this movie if we do great, but I don't think this movie, this movie might be started. <laughs> I don't know uh, how far along it will get. It's been uh, confirmed that this was in the works for about a year now, I believe. Okay. At least the idea was like, Hey, we've got like a script or like we're working on it. Um, just getting the ball rolling kind of thing. So I don't really know. Um, Wild. Wild. Danny Glover has teased what to expect. He's saying there's been a conversation about that in January, last January. I don't want to give away the plot on the script that I read, but I found the plot had very strong relevance to some of the things that are happening today. I can say that. But this was also last January. Um, Wait, a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. Dude, a year ago was like 20 years ago. That was like back right. when they right. were active cops. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. January of last year was when we had like World War Three fears. Remember that? Really? Remember how old that was? Yeah, that, that was that like, was? yeah. I don't know. I feel like every year there's World War Three fears. 
that's fair. I was watching a video, um, like a, a, a British game show, uh, and they this was like the 2016 version, and the host opened saying, uh, like this was the year that we thought World War Three was gonna happen. Like, or, or, I don't know, he made some quip, but I can't, I can't recreate. I, but I was like, someone says that every year that World War Three. I had to. Happen. As soon as I said that, I had to look down the video, make sure I wasn't watching like a 2020 version or was something. Um, all right. But yeah, this is. This yeah, is I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know if it'll actually happen. Um, but they're That's attaching fair. more names to it. Moving on to something that definitely is happening uh, is the Dexter revival, uh, the sequel series. No, it's just a revival. Just okay. Just bring it back. It's just been a long series since. revival. I guess. So uh, the Dexter series that's coming back casts Clancy Brown as the major villain of the series, of the season show, whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to lie. This is the first time I've ever wanted to watch Dexter. (laughs) Dexter's pretty good. I've never wanted to watch it. I know. I I hear a lot of good things about it, but I've never wanted to watch it. You you mean you don't like identifying with a serial killer? No. Crazy enough. Uh, uh, But Clancy Brown... Attaching that name, Clancy Brown's one of my favorite actors. He's so much fun. Um, I love him in Starship Troopers. Um, he's in, uh, I'm losing track of the movie season. All of a sudden, my mind just emptied. Wow. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. He's, he's really good in that. Um, I won't pretend to list more because my mind went blank. Sponge so Bob. Clancy Brown will be uh, playing Kurt Caldwell. Uh, Caldwell okay. is described as the unofficial mayor of the small town of Iron Lake. Uh, he's realized the American dream by going from driving big rigs, just like his father did, to now owning several trucks and the local truck stop. Powerful, generous, loved by everyone, he's a true man of the people. If he's got your back, consider yourself blessed. But should you cross Kurt or hurt anyone he cares for, God help you. <laughs> at first i was like wait he's a villain because he's the good guy and our he's protagonist <laughs> and our protagonist is a serial killer um but there you go okay I'm, yeah well, I mean, dexter, only, dexter only kills people that deserve it yeah clancy brown plays a lot of hard characters you know right um but i i know I, I don't know too much about dexter to really comment on it but that does this I mean, you were already looking forward to Dexter. You're looking forward to it now, more or less the same. This it hasn't really changed. Uh, this okay. is cool. I mean, we have the voice of Mr. Krabs uh, coming right. to play uh, play opposite. Uh, he was also Berg in the Mandalorian, the red guy. Um, ah, yeah, he's cool. He's, he's so a lot fun. <laughs> All right, moving along. Let's uh, let's talk about some Batman. And that's right, Bat- Batman. <laughs> not, not Batman's. Badman. Batman. Batman. Like <laughs> so we've got confirmation that there will be two separate Batman franchises, or Batman, I guess, happening at the same time, like on the screen. Yeah. Which is which is mind-boggling. So okay, so we have Ben Affleck's version. Come on, although... the article says the audience should be intelligent enough to distinguish it. You got this, Ian. I, I highlighted that. I highlighted <laughs> that because I, I thought that was so funny. Uh, so basically, Ben Affleck's version of the character uh, is one one in the DCEU. And then there's uh, Robert Pattinson's version. Because so, Robert Pattinson's version is likely going to get sequels as if the movie does well. Right. Uh, and so DC Films president Walter Hamada revealed that the company plans to develop the Batman series 
separate from the DCEU, but go ahead with both of them. Which is a first, I think, because not, not too long ago, they were like, you can't have more than one. The yeah. audience isn't smart enough. It's certainly a few years. Uh, it was back it, in the been, Suicide Squad days. but Right. It's been, it's uh, been quite a while. But yeah. I just, I still love that. They, they've so, completely 180'd on it. And, and I agree with that. I, I think this is the right way. Uh, yeah. I think Joker proves it. Granted, a lot of people immediately after Joker were like, they should connect Joker immediately. Oh, after. God. And, uh, but like, I, I do think the audience, the reason why they were saying they should connect Joker is because they know that it was separate. Right. Um, right. And, and so I do think audiences, um, are clever enough to distinguish things. I think it will make things a bit more complicated because doesn't it say that they're recasting Ben Affleck? They are. So he he is coming back to reprise his role for Zack, the, the Snyder Cut of Justice League, but right. I think he's done after that. And yeah. so that role will be recast. So that might be a little confusing, at least for the first movie, because we're going to be like, okay, so in March, which I guess isn't too long for now. Very cool. Um, in March, we're going to be like, all right, Batflack is back. Um, but then in a year from now, we're going to have Battenson. Right. And then we're going to have this new guy, which is taking over after Batfleck, but not the most recent Batfleck we saw because we're following the 2017 justice league, probably still. And so like, <laughs> do you think that's going to be the case? I don't know. The truth, the truth is, I don't know. Um, I think it all depends on whether, Zack Snyder's Justice League is good or not. If it's just as bad as the Justice League, then they'll probably just stick with the Justice League. More people saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I imagine we'll see Zack Snyder's Justice League. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. But uh, so I, or they'll just, may, who knows, maybe Flashpoint will soft reboot everything into making sense. Uh, I don't know, man. Because they do have that movie planned, and that's a good opportunity. They've already kind of soft rebooted things ever since Walter Armada came on board, right? Uh, by changing the tones of a lot of these movies, and yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm really excited. The more Batman, the better. They're just like a, we're. I mean, the more Batman, the better. Like Batman's just Agreed. money. I th- <laughs> I think it's funny though. You brought up that quote. <laughs> This this is fantastic. Uh, the quote from um, Walter Tamada, the head, the head of DC Films, uh, said, I don't think anyone else has ever d- attempted this, referring to the two Batmans playing at once. Um, right. They're being released at once. Uh, but audiences are sophisticated enough to understand it. If we make good movies, they will go with it. This is a complete 180 from what they had like five years ago. Different leadership. He wasn't in charge back then. It is, it is different leadership. Um, uh, and I'll give him that. Although, speaking of leadership, he's just signed a multi-year extension to stay on as president, which is interesting that you talk about, like you like his, you like what they've done since he's been in charge. He's staying in charge for uh, at least up until 2023, up through 2023, sorry. So, you know. Yeah. I I mean, I I think Walter Armada has done net positive, net positive. Uh, I I think whatever, uh, I, I guess for the majority of people, not me, but um, the majority of people, because um, he came on after Justice League, which is probably means it's after Wonder Woman also. So we mm. won't give him those. But he did Aquaman, which was DC's first billion dollar movie. So that was under him. 
Uh, he did Shazam, which I think is delightful. Uh, Joker, which crazy. Um, and then really it's just this last year where we have, okay, two missteps maybe in Birds of Prey being just okay. And Wonder Woman 1984 not receiving the greatest reception except for from me. But so even for, for even the majority of people that don't like Wonder Woman 1984, it's still net positive, right? That's three wins, two losses. Right. Uh, and I think it's good that we have some. So from what I understand of him, he is very knowledgeable about the comics and cares much about the, these characters, which I think is good from someone who's in charge of this. You don't want someone who's just in it for the money, uh, who's like, I'm just here to make the business work. You want someone who can do that, but also knows about these characters and can like at least try and oversee their story progression. Kind of like what we would see with Kevin Feige at Marvel. Yeah, and and so that that's basically what what he is. He's the Kevin yeah, Feige at DC. Um, right. And I guess if you really think about the time that he came in, I guess that means that Zack Snyder kind of was filling that role, maybe yes. unofficially. Unofficially, he would, um, there was no one at the time, and he, so he was unofficially doing that. And, and so it's, so so it does make a lot of sense that we see this huge transition of tone uh, of the movies that were made. The craziest thing ever is that reading up on Walter Hamada, apparently when he read the Joker script, mm -hmm. he didn't get it, but he still approved it. Interesting. I was like, I wonder Whoa, though, that's such a like crazy movie to not get and still approve. And still approve. I wonder <laughs> like, though, if that's really, like if we read the script of it, would we get it? Maybe. Yeah, right. Right. Um, but, and, and like he, he's quoted, not quoted, but, um, or maybe, I, I don't know if it was a quote or not, but, uh, it was something, he said something to the effect of, uh, even though I didn't get it, I understood that it fit the, the, what we were going for from a story perspective. And so he just figured, let him try it. Uh, it ended up being this wild success and very lucrative. But uh, yeah, I mean, like that's such a crazy gut call to just be like, okay, do it. I don't get it, but maybe other people will. <laughs> um, who knows? I mean, he's seems to have done good work uh, and it's nice to have someone who can oversee all these projects. Yeah. Taylor, what do you think? <laughs> Taylor, let me, un let me unmute myself real quick. Um, I think that nice. I have no idea, to be honest. I have no <laughs> comment. Oh my goodness. You've been silent for 20 minutes. What do we even have you here for? Well, I was thinking I started revising my uh, most anticipated list because I started thinking oh, okay. more about it. And I was ah. like, you know what? I think I need to address some of the things I've been looking at. So things you're really excited for and mm -hmm. not be such a poser yes <laughs> there's uh, a couple on um not even on the release list that i was excited about so i'm going to talk about not even on the release list like like i missed them missed one Just, yeah oh, okay. the yeah no i i mean i i was adding things yesterday yeah. <laughs> um just from the movie trailers we saw i was like oh i don't remember that movie's coming out in two months um so mm -hmm. i definitely could have missed a lot yeah uh, but 
uh, yeah, let, let's keep going through the news. We'll eventually get to our 2021 most anticipated movies list uh, shortly. But moving along, this is kind so, of related. This is kind of related. Uh, so Ray Fisher, the actor who uh, portrayed Cyborg in Justice League, is being written out of the Flash movie. Uh, as the actor continues to criticize the DC Films president, he uh, Ray Fisher has been on a tirade, and I, I don't have the proof or not to know if it's correct or not. I'm not going to comment on that right now. Um, but he has stated that he will he's vowed never to work under DC Films president Walter Hamada uh, ever again, and his contract just got extended to 2023, <laughs> meaning he's likely not going to be working at DC anymore. Um, right. Which is interesting. So, for for a couple reasons. Uh, first off, uh, he has said a couple things, such as um, where was that quote? So, to those of you who are unfamiliar, listening to us right now, what okay. what is the Ray Fisher business? So, Ray Fisher played Cyborg in Zack Snyder in Justice League, and he will be again playing Cyborg in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. Um, that being said, um, he was a largely unknown actor who came from i think broadway uh before or maybe not broadway but he was a stage actor uh, which means he probably has a lot of talent but uh immediately after just not immediately after but a little bit after, just really after. Um, he came out with some controversial comments um, that were pretty hostile against, against Josh, Joss Whedon, making claims that Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns, and a handful of other prominent DC leaders, uh, eventually Walter Hamada, who wasn't even with the company at the time, uh, right. uh, Justice League, but, but he's calling Walter Hamada an enabler of those other leaders. Um, now, let me be completely clear. None of us in this room, the three of us, we have no idea whether that's warranted or not. He could, he could be fighting uh, the Lord's battle, you know. Uh, we don't really, have any proof. Something really happened. terrible could have happened, and he is really trying to expose it. Or he's just causing problems. I don't know. The truth is we don't, we don't know. And I'm sure everyone on the internet has their own opinion, and you're more than welcome to have your opinion. But at the end of the day, everyone needs to realize that none of us were there. And until right. we find out what happened there, then you should, your, your opinion doesn't have weight until it has backing. Sure. You need the evidence. The, the, these claims have yet to be publicly uh, supported by evidence. May, maybe in their own private investigations, it has been, I don't know. And so um, we won't be right. We're, we're not we, talking we about, whether we're, we're not talking about how we feel with about it or the, whether we agree with it or not we're just pointing out what has been said what has been posted on twitter and what has been written online that that's absolutely right and not even necessarily to the point of like what's been posted on twitter but like we're, we're not going to talk about it from like the mtv perspective at all that right, like, right. drama we're, we're I, talking I about mean, it, these are movies we like to watch we want to yes. see the next justice league we want to right. see a flash and cyborg movie together but and, because of these situations as of today, we're not we're getting not a Flash and Cyborg movie. Uh, and when I mentioned what was posted on Twitter, I don't just mean by anyone wanting to say anything on Twitter. These are like tweets from the actor themselves and things right. like that. Strictly related to like firsthand um, accounts. Um, so what you just said that, so um, 
the role of Cyborg is not just being recast for this movie. He's being written out of the movie entirely, which is something else that's interesting. Yeah, that's something interesting. I've seen a couple not necessarily, uh, I don't know what the word is, rep- reputable websites saying that Cyborg is being recast. Okay. Um, there was a very prominent there's a very prominent figure at DC that said Cyborg is not being recast, but he is being written out of the Flash. Uh, so it's like, I don't know if that just means no more Cyborg for a while until they figure things out, because maybe they do right. want to work with him, and they're just like, let's just finally put all this to rest, and then in three years, we'll be good to go and give you a supporting role in something before we give you an adventure of Titans or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It sounds like they're really trying to, I, I mean, DC's had a lot of <laughs> controversial stuff happening, uh, with their actors, but, uh, it sounds like they're trying to just streamline things. Although I mean, Ezra Miller's still in the flesh and we don't, know, we don't know about what happened there either. Right. It's hard, um, hard for us to have an opinion there because we don't know what happened either. <laughs> so I really hope that, uh, this ref this refusal to work under or i guess effectively work at dc anymore because not work under walter hamada i hope this doesn't end his career right uh because he has not been in a lot of things i mean uh, has he been in anything since justice league uh yes he's okay. been in uh he's been in one two three four five eight episodes of the true De- true detective tv series and maybe I mean that's not the worst thing to have, have to. Oh no, he becomes a TV actor. Um, but like maybe maybe TV is a is, right. Is if a that's where he goes, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, de- definitely. Hopefully, continues to be able to work uh, regardless of what happens at whether it's with DC or without. Um, but yeah, he only I mean, has, he has six acting credits to his name. Not and... having Cyborg in the Flash didn't seem like such a crazy thing to me. Other than I seem to remember ever since this Flash movie was announced like five years ago, it was told that Cyborg will be in this movie. Right. From the very beginning, from the from, from day one, they're like, <laughs> I want to be in the this whole, movie. The whole pitch was we're getting a Wonder Woman movie. We're getting an Aquaman movie. We're getting a Flash movie that will have Cyborg in it. And then everyone right, was like, why is it not called Flash and Cyborg? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still confused on why it's a Flashpoint movie. But then the Flash movie got rewritten like half a dozen times. So, yeah. Hopefully it's not a Flashpoint movie. Hopefully when we do eventually get that movie, Michael Keaton's great in it. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows, man? Uh, But we're going to move on. Still connected to the DC umbrella. uh, But this is about uh, Justice League director Zack Snyder. Uh, he has officially come out and said that he has no plans to make more DC movies after the release of his Snyder Cut version of the Justice League. There uh, it is. Cut and dry. Absolutely. Um, uh, and I think... We've got... I was just going to say, I think because of his... So I'm anticipating another movie he's releasing this year. Okay. And if it is as good as it looks, I can understand why he doesn't want to work with DC. Because, I mean, if he can do these movies that aren't part of like, you know, these connected universes, he won't be drawn to like work, you know, be, you know, conveyed to work within them. Cause he seems like a creative dude. So it's like being tied to work within one set of like realities. is kind of, I imagine boring to him. 
you kind of write yourself in because like unless that's what you really really want to do there's you can't really go and tell other stories and i think so that's kind of the sad thing is that he is the super creative dude he has when you watch a Zack snyder movie you don't mistake it for any other director right um and that's kind of the sad thing because i do think he does want to work on dc movies or at least he did he did but the Uh, issue is and and you've got a quote here i won't read the whole thing but basically after he left the original justice league the 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 franchise as a whole has kind of moved on from the vision that he had originally planned that's so like if he if if his whole situation had never happened if his if he had stayed on with the project and stayed with the franchise the dce would have gone a very different way but because he stepped away from it uh under no fault of his own the right. new new directors were brought in and and they started de- like delving it out into a different right. direction and, and now so the now tone like, of the universe right it's different, different what he believes and so he feels like at this point he can't really come back to it because his original vision is is far past but i caveat that with what did we just announce there will be two batman at the same time true so and he even says he he says uh, there are no plans for it right you but throw maybe, someone yeah. enough money they'll come back if and maybe if he's able to tell back, a standalone story right and so if he's able if they go hey snyder you want to go tell this three-part movie the, this trilogy of films and it's off in your own universe you get the universe 1263 it's yours um and he goes Oh, you mean no one's going to interfere with my stuff? It could be my tone, my pitch, anything I want, and any characters I want, my cast, everything. They go, "Yep." He might. Do I don't that. see. I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah. If he wants to, if he doesn't want right. to, that's why he wouldn't. <laughs> and also, it seems like he's kind of busy right now. He's got a lot of other projects that he's working on. So it'd be like the, he. He's not like walking away. They're like, "Come back!" And he's like, "All right, I guess I'll work." Like he's got other projects <laughs> in the works. I guess I'll work right like he couldn't just start working he couldn't start working on the next dc movie immediately he'd have to finish the projects he's already started so yeah yeah definitely um otherwise yeah uh i i mean zach snyder is gonna be working for forever he, if if you like zach snyder movies zach snyder is gonna be working forever because he's an artist right. he, he he has a very specific style. He wants his story told his way. No highway option. That's why he's making a whole new Justice League. You know? Uh, <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. I, I I could go either way. I hope eventually he comes back, just because I do think he is very passionate about the DC Universe. And <laughs> we hear about so many people being passionate about the Marvel Universe. It's, it's cool to hear about uh, a director very passionate about the DC Universe. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's move along uh to something that I continue to think is perhaps one of the strangest decisions to sure. ever be made, I don't know, uh in movie history. Um so we we talked a lot about um Warner Brothers Warner Bros decision to send all of their 2020 month movies to HBO Max the day of which this this came out of nowhere. They didn't tell anyone, uh, and a lot of directors and actors were were rightly upset by this. Um, and, and this 
this uh this kind of come to a head so dune may get a traditional theatrical release uh instead of its hbo max debut uh because of the backlash that uh, the director has been saying about the whole deal right so yeah pretty much everyone so so what's going on here how how might it get its theatrical release well it looks like uh it looks like warner brothers just wants to avoid any sort of lawsuit so they're like you know what if you're threatening legal action we're just we'll let you have it you can you can now I think they are talking about uh, a compromise, right? They they because the company is legendary that produced uh, Dune as well as uh, Kong versus Godzilla, right? Or Godzilla versus Kong, Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla. versus Kong. There we go. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> flow as well. Uh, so so legendary produced most of the, most of them, uh, mm-hmm. both of them. And to my knowledge, they fronted like 75% of the production costs for these movies. So most of the, the upfront money was them. So they should definitely be pissed. But it seems like they're willing to compromise and say, okay, Godzilla versus Kong will go hybrid, but keep doing theatrical exclusive. Uh, that that's the, That's, I think, what I read, right? Um, I don't know if it was an additional article to the one I sent y'all, but, uh, so like that, that's interesting that they're definitely willing to play ball and the lawsuit threatening kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, I, there's, to me, there's no way Warner brothers doesn't just take this right. Um, cause they showed they are willing to put some back. All right, so then what's the backlash? The other 15 films then complain, hey, you did this for them. Why not for us? And they go, well, you, you're Tom and Jerry, so you know why. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and then they're talking to Matrix 4, and they go, okay, maybe Matrix 4 does get an exclusive theatrical. And then they go, uh, I can't think of all the Warner Brothers movies that are coming out, but <laughs> they, they really pick and choose individual movies. Well, well you you're tom and jerry so. you know why um it got to me tom and jerry it is, no bargaining power. <laughs> it is interesting because this is kind of like a slippery slope argument like if you if you do it for what like they they right. they made a statement all of our 2021 movies are day and date they're going on hbo max as well as they're going in theaters right and then denny Villeneuve is like I don't think so. And I they're like, it, oh, okay. It comes to like the lawsuit costs. I mean, like the one right. with legendary, those are two of maybe the four biggest movies that uh, Warner Brothers would have this year. The other two being Matrix 4 and The Suicide Squad, maybe a couple others. Um, but so do you think with Legendary's lawsuit taking two of those films, that's going to be an incredibly lucrative, like financially disabling lawsuit. Right. Um, Whereas Tom Jerry sues, it's for what a million dollars? Like, like how much are they really fighting for? Sure, sure. But so, do you think this? Do you think this is going to open up the floodgates for any other movies? Any other? I think it, if they accept it, I, I mean, if they don't accept it, there's just going to be a lawsuit. Yeah. If they if they do accept it, which I think is probable, 
uh, I think some of the other movies will poke up their heads and be like, Hey, but, but I do think Tom and Jerry's not even going to bother. And I use Tom and Jerry as an example. There are other movies that Warner brothers are, is releasing that I, I do like not Tom think will have a huge box office. Tom like and Jerry's Jerry. just the one at the front of my brain. I think they're just happy to be shown. Like 100%. they might, they might get more viewership right. with the HBO max <laughs> rather than, yeah. than at the actual release. Right. Um, cause people are already there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they would accept it and then there'll just be a handful of others that will go, Hey, what about me? What about me? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think they're even talking about it. DC was talking about like the Batman probably would go to an exclusive theatrical release. Well, that's like, well, then why not the Suicide Squad? So other than it the fact that you 100% own the Suicide Squad. but Right. It, it might come down to to directors and how much clout they have. Uh, because we get actors, or we get, not actors, directors? Did I say actors? Well, I, I mean both, to a certain extent. Uh, that's, uh, that's true. De- depending like, on what it is, yeah. Like, uh, directors like Christopher Nolan, when he's like, I made, I made, I make movies for theatrical release. Like, I, I've made made a work of art and you can't really enjoy it. you can't experience it to the fullest if you don't see it in theaters right and he's able to say that and people kind of need to listen to him uh, <laughs> i mean you can form your own opinions but yeah right um but if you're some new director you don't you don't quite have the same backing right. the same depth to you you have your reputation right the track so, I, I don't know yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel like we'll probably see. I don't think all of them. I think, you're I, right. I, think I think it's pretty cool of legendary to even if, if what the, uh, I read is accurate that they were like, all right, Godzilla versus Kong will go hybrid. I'm surprised they're not fighting for both. <laughs> like, like that's what the lawsuit would yield, right? They would get the financial benefit of as if both went to. So why, right. <laughs> like, but they're they're willing to play ball, and that that's pretty interesting of them. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I think there's no way Warner Brothers turns it down because Legendary Taylor? is definitely showing they're willing to play ball. Do you have any thoughts on this? Taylor can't even hear you right now. <laughs> He's no. too busy editing He's his list. He's muted. He can't hear you. No, That's true. because um, yes, I think it's tragic that film is designed, like there is a subsection of film designed to be viewed in the immense, you know, overwhelming style of big screen, loud audio systems, and maybe even interactive seating, uh, you know, like XD, where like, you know, you have like the feeling of the bass and everything. I think there's definitely an art to that. And I think a lot of movies benefit from that. But re- the reality is there is a lot of movies made to be seen on television sets and they're going to be exactly the same Tom and Jerry being one of those. And this actually goes back to the controversy of the 1990s. Uh, not Oscars. Maybe it was Oscar, but basically Oscar. the Oscars. Um, but uh, the, the, the idea was, um, or what had happened was, uh, so there's, 
you know, there's a critics list like of people that nominate Oscars. Like you have to right. be on the list and you get the vote of what wins. And that's how they decide. It's all these, you know, long-term movie critics that have like a huge history with being involved. And the idea was that movies were not being accurately represented to what they should have been because it was known that there was a series of there's a there was a subsection of the critics who did not see um Tom Hanks's uh right. Saving Private Ryan in theaters. They saw it on a color TV set. But now like, Saving like Private box. Ryan won, didn't it? No. I thought it lost best picture. You thought to, wrong. What did it lose to? Um uh Oscars, let me see. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. I I, I do remember that that Oscars was contentious. I just don't remember which direction it was. Uh, sorry, best picture in '96 was Braveheart. Was it '96? No, then it wasn't the that year. year. I don't think. Um, Let me go to the 69th. No, wait. Was it '94 that Saving Private Ryan came out? '98. You can quickly find that out. Oh, it was '98. I think it's the 70. I actually thought it was 99 at first. But. Uh, no, it might be 99. It's 98. Yeah, it's 99. So 71st uh, Oscars. Was, oh, wait, wait. 98 in film, but it would have 99. Yeah. Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. the one right. that best picture was Shakespeare in Love. Right. And the it lost to it. And the idea was... Well, obviously, Harvey Weinstein's influence of it was very large at the time. And that was kind of like, you know, the conspiracy behind it. Um, basically, he had a lot of influence and it was, you know, not a fair because because the crowd favorite was Saving Private Ryan. But right. Um, but also the critics, some were to have known to watch the films on their colored TV sets in their So some of them were older. And they watched it in their retirement homes and uh, it was on color TV set. You cannot watch that movie and feel <laughs> that movie, especially that opening scene on a 1999 color TV set. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that, that mean, movie, you still need to watch it on a big screen. And, and I mean, uh, a lot of people uh, like, like we say that it was a problem in the nineties. It's still kind of a problem uh now in uh the when we were all talking about oh is parasite versus joker gonna win there was a lot of other good movies in that catalog that just no one was talking about yeah and um, that that all being released in a different year probably would have won yeah and, and people got to talking about it they, they were like you know honestly like there's a good chance that like now I think Parasite was right to win um over Joker marginally. But uh I do think that part of the reason Joker did lose is because it's a comic book movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. Totally based it's not, on that. It's not serious enough. Um it's kind of like how and, animation rarely wins best picture. And right, and they and they talk about that like almost almost never. It's very rare that a genre film wins best picture it's very rare no matter yeah. what um spider-man into the spider-verse should have won best picture like as greatest movie it's the greatest animated movie of the year but it should have been greatest movie of the year mm. um 
and, and so it's stuff like that uh that genre films just don't fully get recognized as that top slot um and it's it's I don't know. It's just kind of the unfortunate circumstance of the way it is. And they kind of tried to fix that in a very dumb way, in my opinion, with that most popular Oscar that they quickly got rid of. Um, because like, that's not a merit. Like being popular is not a merit. You could, that you could be, you could have 15 seconds of fame and be popular, you know? You like, know what's a popular movie? <laughs> the Room. Right. Like The Room could have won most popular. Like, no, that's not that's not good. Um, we shouldn't pride films. Right. I'm just being clickbait. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, I, I don't know what the actual fix is. Uh, I'm sure every little change they're doing every year is hopefully in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like yeah. to think so. We'd like to think so. You were talking about last year's best picture and like, I mean, literally such a home run of movies. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like those Every were, single one of those yeah. movies. 2019 yeah. is a good year. Should have won best picture if it were released in a different year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like if the they best didn't of... have the competition they had. Yeah. <laughs> like like the tenth best movie in the ten nominations is the best is the tenth best movie of the decade. Mm-hmm. All top ten movies were in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, and I mean Walking Phoenix won best actor, which I think no, is sure. like they... I, I think that's like the biggest thing about that movie. Like the Joker is like the movie's carried by his performance. Like for not sure. saying it's a bad plot, I'm just saying that like he if you put you better not like like you know what i mean like, no if you swap at the actors you maybe don't get the same delivery for sure right yeah uh, um and, and i agree with that but like it, it is one of those things that like it, all right hear me out how, how could they possibly like there are 10 solid movies and they all get released i'm pretty sure most of those movies actually except for parasite were released in like november december yeah. How are they watching all 10 of them? Are they just actually sitting down and watching them all? Cause, yeah. Because we've, we've actually heard quite the opposite. A lot of critics who vote in the Oscars say, like, I only got a chance to watch five of them. Well, that's, that's lame awful. because they literally like, have, do, like, three is, months to do it. Like you, you were chosen. You were picked out of a lottery to to be this critic, to be the this measurement and you choose not to watch them all, that is crazy to me. That's that's not living up. Like, you're not even filling your job right there. You're not, right. you're not, you're not completing yeah. it. That's, that's and, the and job. So, you know, and so I don't know what the actual fix is when the voters themselves aren't willing to do the work. Yeah. Um, but going it, back to like the, the idea of like, you know, requiring, you know, like wanting films to be in theaters, I think there's definitely an art to it. But like, the sad thing is, is like how much, how many movies out of all movies need that like display, right? Like I would love to see, like we saw uh, uh, the Halloween movie. Oh my gosh. Be Halloween. Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> we saw Beetlejuice <laughs> in theaters. Yeah, that is the same part. Um, no, because yeah, you know sure. there was nothing coming out, and they had just reopened, and we're like, "Eh, let's go see Beetlejuice. This is classic." 
that movie is not a theater movie to me. I was like, oh, it's cool to see it on the big screen, but like, I, I mean, it was cool the first time I saw it too. Like, it's. I enjoyed uh, it in theaters, uh, but yeah, the the other two I watched, or maybe it's just one. No, I guess I, guess, uh, I watched Scream in theaters, and watching that in theaters, are, oh, Jurassic Park was the other one. Uh, oh, yeah, just, Jurassic Park and Scream I watched in theaters. Both I feel like Jurassic movies, Park would be very, very good for a theater experience. Both movies, impossible for people our age to have watched in theaters right. during original release. The movies yeah. are older than us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and watching both of them in theaters, I was like, whoa. Like, I already like these movies. Yeah. But just like Beetlejuice, I already liked. But these two, it in my infinite list of all the movies I've watched in a ranked order, they yeah. flew up a few hundred. I don't know where they are, but <laughs> yeah, I would say like, so when it comes to like raw, like displays of like action and suspense and almost, I mean, really like horror, I think is something that's always going to dominate in theater. Like, that you get a lot more from a theater experience in a horror movie than at home because you're in somewhere that you're not comfortable with already. Like, you know, like, you know, theaters and you're like, Oh, I know I'm safe. Like it's just theater. Um, 99.99% of the time. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, the idea is like, you know, we definitely feel something different with horror when we're in a theater than we do when we're at home, like on our couch, snuggled up under our blankets, like watching them. So yeah, I definitely I'm say horror. More terrified at home than I am in a theater. Really? It depends. It depends on this uh, the setting of the horror film, though. I get what you're saying. Like if it's a, I don't about know who's like in a, my house, <laughs> a home invasion movie in your yeah. house. right? Or right. or the what's uh, movie in the movie theater? I'm fine. Right. Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Disturbia. Oh, right. Yeah. That movie was so good. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, definitely anything with suspense. Uh, comedies in theater. I mean, that that's my thing is I don't think comedies and, and it, it's kind of messed up to just lump in the whole genre. But because it's like Parasite is part of comedy, right? Kind of. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dark I, I guess true comedies that are just like just comedies. Um, I guess I would say is probably like the the one genre that's mostly easy to just be like probably doesn't need to go into theaters. Um, action movies are nice in theaters because you really get the scale and the scope of things. Right. Suspense is definitely, as you're saying, Taylor, uh, which is a huge part of horror, but a bunch of other drama um, it can be used. Uh, suspense, I think, is delivered with that better sound system and um less distractions because that's my huge problem I, I think that's my number one thing with the theatrical model versus the home watching of a movie mm -hmm. is distractions at home um if i'm hungry i can solve that problem if i'm hungry in a movie theater sure i can go to concessions in the middle of the movie i can do but that you also miss the movie but then you miss yeah. it you can't pause it and so i you, refuse i don't right once we started i'm there Right. Yeah. So you you end up making these choices during the movie and like if you're not feeling the movie and you go get concessions then you're really not feeling the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like the thing is uh, is like but if you're feeling the movie and you're like but I'm starving then you're like running back to your seat which is a whole hassle. But 
Yeah. That's the biggest tell. Are you running back to your seat after you <laughs> Do you go to the bathroom? Do you yeah. got your phone? You're slow walking back. Are you, you sprinting? Make a phone call. Just going over like the first movies of um of like what's been released recently, like and then looking forward, like Monster Hunter. Well, we'll get to coming forward in a little bit. Well, I was just gonna say Monster Hunter is a theater movie. Like that, I, I can't. That experience wouldn't have been the same. It isn't. It isn't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of a bad movie, so it's hard to say. But right. if it was good, if it, it was good, it would be a fantastic theater movie. Like okay. Godzilla was. Yeah, Godzilla was a great theater movie. Godzilla King of Monsters, I'm sure, was a great theater movie that I watched at home. Even yeah. though a lot of people aren't too fond of that movie. I watched at home, kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed the good kaiju fights, but I was like, man, if I was in theaters watching like Mothma mess up, I don't remember any the other, uh, the pterodactyl. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So like, so like Monster Hunter, cool. If it was good theater, Wonder Woman theater, Soul, not a theater movie in my opinion. Animated uh, hard. Animated's a hard one to do. Yeah. Peter Rabbit, that's animated. Uh, I think it's, you know, kind of a light story, you know, not so probably home movie. The Little Things. Peter Rabbit's a home movie. (laughs) Yeah, Little Things, home movie, Cinderella, home movie. Little Things, I don't know. Little Things is going to be super suspenseful. Okay. Little Things is the... uh, We watched the trailer with that, with Rami Malek and uh, Jared Leto and... Denzel Washington, that murder. Oh, that's movie. what that movie is. Yeah, that's the little things. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's a theater movie. Um, Cinderella. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the rest of those um, in a second. We got a couple, couple more news stories. Uh, we don't have much time left here, so uh, let's get to the Disney side of things. Uh, Ian, what what are these last couple stories? Start off talking about the Mandalorian. Uh, I think surprising absolutely no one, and because we even talked about this, The Mandalorian tops 2020's list of the most pirated TV series. No surprise there. <laughs> no, I, not at all. I mean, I was we, wondering. We I mean, just like thinking about it the other day when we were talking about The Mandalorian. One day, I was like, "Man, this is like the great. This is some of the greatest Star Wars like ever." And then I was like, "Half of the world isn't watching this." Well, they are. That's the they answer. They are. <laughs> yeah. They're not uh, paying for it, is what it is. <laughs> and I, I feel like this is probably why Disney really wants to get these other streaming services out there the rest of the world. So they just stop losing money to this. Right. Because I'm sure most people don't want to pirate it, but it's not available to them. So they have. Right. They don't have to. They shouldn't. But they but want they to see it, it right. <laughs> and don't have a legal way of doing so. Right. So... Um, Yep, is what it is. Moving along, we have an official trailer for WandaVision coming out. Uh, is this the half. first official trailer? Was everything else teasers up to this point? I feel I think this is the first official trailer. And we're one and week out, just in time. We're one week out, and <laughs> I think this trailer is brilliant. It's a minute long. Uh, and, I mean, we get a few new shots. There's not... I don't know if we want to break down this entire thing. There's a, f- uh, a few different things. Get, I mean, but... just like we, we really, the, the new shots aren't super crazy. I don't think. Right. There's, there's not a, we don't learn a lot of new things. It's a little bit new, new, new little bits of dialogue. I mean, we can see. Yeah. We see them like 
meeting the rest of the townspeople, but that's that's about it. I just right. I don't know. I, I saw this when it came out and I was like, I'm Excited. ready. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Put it in put it into my eyeballs now. Put it in me. I want I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, what's, uh, what, we lastly, got one more. Yeah, lastly, uh, this comes to us from uh, a DisneyLatino.com. Uh, so it, it looks like it's an official Disney website, um, and it looks like they have yet again leaked some. Well, <laughs> some the, the previous one wasn't Disney Latino. I don't think uh, the last uh, Latin American entertainment conglomerate was through Sony. Ah. That potentially leaked the Spider-Man three Spider-Man. characters, <laughs> right? Um, well, this is interesting because up to this point, we've believed that there would be eight episodes for this this show, this season. I always believed six. You believed eight, or was it not? I thought hey, we... you're mute. you're muted, Tay. I thought it was ten. I thought ah. it was six. I can't count. I thought we were told so, the Marvel shows were going to be six, and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" Because the Mandalorian's eight, so that's different. Yeah, but didn't they like immediately uh, renege on that? Maybe, maybe they did. Uh, uh, well, so at least varying questions about what we thought the <laughs> episode count would be. <laughs> this website is saying that it's going to be nine episodes. Yeah, uh, which, uh, you know Spanish. They're Google. Uh, I know Google Translate. Spanish. So starting releasing uh, weekly, starting January 15th and going until March 5th. Which, to my math, is only eight Fridays. Eight episodes. Yeah. So some people are thinking, does this mean that we're getting two day, two episodes in one day, like in one release? I if so, think- if that was the case... What, what would it be? Should it be like two at the beginning, two at the end? Just it's either week five. two at the beginning or two at the end. If it's two in week <laughs> five, that's weird. <laughs> and that's how they do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's still this is interesting. The reason why I thought it was six, in addition to the very old comments, um, is they also kept saying there's six hours of content. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that seems a good way to say six episodes. Um, as we saw with the Mandalorian, every episode is of varying length. Right. And I mean, if that's that, this would kind of make more, this would lend more credence to that style of television, uh, where you, you tell episode lengths are really based on the story you tell per episode because, uh, six hours over nine episodes is for roughly 40 minutes an episode, which is weird though, because they talk about WandaVision. They talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier as if they're movies, Right. Rather than the Mandalorian, which definitely is a uh, problem of the week kind of thing, at least for most Although, of it. It's still interesting though, to have a six-hour movie, though. Like you're yeah, telling a story. That's why. Feels like a movie. Well, I mean, you have to worry about. I say you have to worry about the overarching story you're telling if you're telling a, a three-act story over six hours. I mean, J- Zack Snyder's Justice League is about to tell. A four-hour story, right? Over four parts. Over four parts. So six hours over six parts. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> if you have a cohesive story, you have a cohesive story. Right. Right. <laughs> Just slicing, not random places, but random places. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. Whether, no, whether it's, 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 it's news. 
Um, I, I kind of hope it's nine. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter because we're still getting the same. And we're getting more than I thought. So I'm. That's true. <laughs> it, That's true. What this really tells me is that there will be a smaller gap between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier than whatever I thought that was going to be there. Because I guess I was thinking there'd be like a month. Now there's like two weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that's exciting to me. That's the part that gets me. Because like it's still six hours of stuff. So I, right. I it's not any amount of time we get. Unless it's it more. Might be spreading it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um, turn that down. Right. Um, but let's jump into the big headline. We are in 2021. Uh, we could have done last week a recap of the movies we watched in 2020, but a lot of the movies we watched in 2020 were from like the 1950s. So <laughs> uh, despite a lot of those movies being really good, uh, we went ahead and each made a top 10 list of the movies we're looking forward to in this year um, that hopefully get released this year. <laughs> uh, Ian, do you want to start us off with your top 10 lists? You can go from 10 to 1. Okay, I can do that. Um, how about how about we each say our own and then we'll comment on each other's? All right. Uh, okay, so I want to I want to preface this by saying, uh, and I mentioned this to Josh earlier, that I had a solid top five. I was pretty happy with this. I was like, you know what? That makes sense. And then six through 10, and I actually have two tacked on at the end so i guess six through 12 or whatever i was like you know what i i can't but i but like i don't i'm not more excited for number six than i am for number 12 yeah but there's like a lot of number eights (laughs) i have true True. okay well i'll just start i guess i'll just cut off the final i'll mention the final two that i had yeah go ahead and mention them i had dune and morbius those are the ones Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, so my number ten is Eternals. Uh, I, okay. I like it. I I'm interested in it. Uh, I, you'll find out that most of these movies are probably comic book related. Or I, I, I started that way and then completely went off. Like, I, I'm so, gone. <laughs> this is this is kind of towards the bottom because I'm excited for more Marvel content. I I've read a few of the Eternals comics. But I just I, I feel like this is going to go the way of the Inhumans TV show out, and it's just not going to be great. I'm just I'm still worried about it. Right. Uh, number Hopefully nine, Shang Chi and Legends of the Ten Rings. Okay. Uh, this is cool, but this is like an area of Marvel comic of like the MCU that we haven't delved into at all yet. So I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, number eight, uh, Venom. Let there be carnage. I just want to hope. I hope this does good. I really want. Right. Good I just carnage. want this Venom Venom verse to succeed. I want Carnage to be good. Uh, Woody Harrelson scares me. Um, so, <laughs> uh, number seven, the Snyder cut. Okay. Not really. Uh, I, I, I had it on there, but like, it's coming it, out in four parts. It's, it's not really a movie. movie. But I, I put it on yeah. there. Um, sure. if you don't like it, I can shove in Dune. No, it's fine. Dune. There we go. <laughs> uh, I'll put Dune, Dune slash Snyder cut. They're like, they're one of the same movie. That's the same um, idea. Number six, Uncharted. Oh, wow. You have it. Wow. Did you play uh, the Uncharted game? I I don't own a PlayStation, but I've watched quite a few. I've watched quite a few playthroughs of it, and I I think yeah. the stories will really cool. Okay. Uh, number five, the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's at the helm. It's got so many characters that are going to die in fantabulous ways. I'm so excited. In fantabulous uh, ways. Absolutely. Uh, number four, the Matrix Four. Okay. 
okay. I liked the first two movies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> two out of three. Yeah, that's, you know, it's got me coming back for more. That's a passing grade in my book. Number three, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. This movie genuinely looks interesting to me. I think this yeah. is... That was, that was I, one I toyed with for a while. I was like, I don't, is this 10? I don't know if it's 10. It might be 10. Uh, uh, I dropped it. That's fine. You, you can drop that. I, yeah. I, this like, is cool. We're, day one of watching the trailer, I was like, this, this movie looks cool. I, I'd read this book. I think a lot of us are going to have really crazy different lists. So this, uh, cool. yeah. Number two, Spider Man 3. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm really excited. I, there's so many crazy things that I hear about this movie and who's going to be in it, what it's going to be about. I I'm excited for this, and my topping the list is Black Widow. Uh, I she she's finally getting her movie. Uh, right. I've loved the trailers. I we've been waiting for this movie for a year. <laughs> yep, and I'm excited to to see more of this character. So that's my list. That's pretty solid. I like that. Am I up next? Yeah, let's go, Taylor. Come on, what you got? Okay, so I'm gonna preface it. There are a lot of solid sequels on here. And I have not seen the originals. <laughs> so I, mean, I cannot I put it on my list because I don't know how I feel about that franchise. And I know that I got to catch up. I'm going to have to watch these movies. And I, I'll was probably writing, just... I was writing through like uh, June, July, August. And I was like a Ghostbusters sequel, Venom sequel, Minion sequel, Top Gun sequel, uh, Space Jam sequel, uh, Suicide Squad sequel. <laughs> like, I was like, what? <laughs> In yeah. three months, we're getting a sequel to like six movies? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> for instance, uh, Space Jam 2 is not on mine because I haven't seen the first one. Uh, Sp- Venom is not on mine because I haven't seen the first one. Uh, Matrix is not on mine. Haven't seen them. We're, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's what a lot on here. So if it's a sequel and it's not <laughs> in my list, you can assume I have right. not seen any of them. Okay. So Fast so, Nine's not on your list. No, it's not. <laughs> so, uh, but <laughs> there are some sequels on my list. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I know one of the movies that's on your list. And it, I bet it's top five. I'll even go top I, three. I didn't rank mine because I did oh, more than man. 10, but I'm going to fly through them. Okay. Nobody oh. looks really good. I'm excited about nobody. Oh yeah. Every time I see I the trailer, I, I love it more. Uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, so, and then this is a meme pick, but it seems like a fun movie to go watch. Uh, the boss baby sequel. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I think it, I think That's it's you didn't uh, say Tom and Jerry, which is where I thought you yeah. <laughs> No, no. Tom and Jerry is not on my list. Uh, no Time to Die. Hey, spoilers. Okay, nice. No Time to Die. Uh, Quiet Place honest. Part 2. Uh, oh, go quick, ahead. Quick, quick interruption. Did you forget about no, no Time to Die? I didn't read it. I didn't even read it on the list. I, I was scrolling through it. I didn't even see it. Well, I thought well, it was on my list. It's in the same row as F9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they come out the same day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That would have so, been my time. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Quiet Place Part 2, really like the first one Excited to see what they do with the second one Hopefully it's not just a rehash of the same feelings And nothing really else happens I knew Quiet Place was going to be on yours That that was the one I was saying That that one's probably top three for you if you did rank them Uh, Maybe, maybe Uh, Black Widow, it looks really cool The music, something about the music I love the Wonder Woman music And I love Black Widow music The music in those trailers Are just so for some reason, they sound nostalgic, but I didn't watch any of their stuff growing up, so I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, next on the list, 
Uh, gotta see the Minions movie. Same spirit as the Boss Baby. It's gonna be funny. I know it's gonna be goofy. It's gonna be just a meme movie. And let's be honest. It doesn't matter how much you hate or love minions. Minions have impacted our culture in such a weird way. And because of that, I'm I, I'm infatuated with just like, I don't know. Like, I don't like them. I don't. I don't like them. But I think they're still fun. So okay. anyway. Uh, if, we, if we go see minions too, you have to wear your minions shirt. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just say banana the whole time. Uh, Top Gun, uh, I you think that's on there. nice, solid. Uh, uh, Dune, uh, I mean, I think that's good. Uh, Deep Water, Deep Water's on my list. I think Deep Water seems really interesting. Uh, basically, it's like a guy allows his wife to have affairs, but then her all of her affair partners start going missing. Right. So it's like a mystery suspense. It, and it's been Affleck. It's Ben Affleck again. Feels like a Gone Girl situation kind of thing. It seems really, uh, yeah. It seems like a very like suspenseful, like you know, murder mystery, possibly. Yeah. Um, Snake Eyes almost made it, but I didn't put it on. Uh, really? Have you? But that's a sequel or a prequel. It's about GI Joe. It's like an yeah. origin story, I think, or something. I oh, don't know. So a prequel to the GI Joe. It seems kind of cool. Uh, and then the last four. Out of What's my last five are Fantastic Beasts three, Impossible Mission Impossible seven, Spider Man, Sherlock Holmes three. Those are all sequels. I think they're all solid sequels. I'm excited to watch them. And then finally, the Zack oh. Snyder film. This is the easily <laughs> top two films this year for me. I've been excited about it for a while. Um, and I will be honest, I got on the movie news about it when a comedian I liked was in it but then he fell into some allegations and they removed him from it <laughs> and actually postponed the release but the movie seems awesome basically it's got uh you know what's the actor from stuber and guardians of the galaxy i forget his name every time wait what, what is this what is the Zack snyder movie that he's making what's it called army of the dead right so this project i i didn't have it on my list because i completely forgot about it um 2021 it's coming out this year on netflix straight so to netflix the thing that's really interesting is that netflix has basically give him total creative freedom over the army of the dead franchise yes. they're coming out with tv shows they're coming out with all kinds of other they, sequels so, he's going to yeah. be running his own walking dead kind of thing he he like, he pitched this movie and they liked it so much that they gave it a prequel tv show like that's yeah. how that's how much they liked it. And basically, Ian, I don't know if you followed this, but Army of the Dead is essentially a zombie heist movie. Zombie outbreak okay. in Vegas. They've quarantined all of Vegas. And there's this like uh like I don't want to say militia group, but it's like a for hire like group, like kind mercenaries. of like the expendables. Mercenaries. Uh, but they're yeah, mercenaries, but they're doing it for I mean, their own. It was the expendables uh, though. I don't know. <laughs> but uh basically they're like there's tons of money sitting in that city like there's literal gold just like in jewels and money just all in that city so they plan a heist to go in and steal it all because it's a quarantine zone of zombies and it, it, it's a three-word pitch a zombie heist movie and uh i think it's it so sick i think it sounds amazing it's definitely a different take on zombies because every zombie movie is always like the outbreak or like, it's always about know, the, the cure world rather than, <laughs> but this is like, Oh, the world's kind of fine. It like we quarantine. 
we, we've quarantined it. Like everything's okay. Like we just don't go in that city and like the, you know, the government hasn't fallen apart or anything. It's just like, Oh, Vegas is off limits now. And these guys are like, how do we make a quick buck? Which I think is like <laughs> the most like obvious thing that would happen. Like you're going to have those. <laughs> so I think it's a really cool, uh, co- cool pitch. And it seems like a really awesome movie. What's the guy though? The actor's Come name. Johnny. Is that right? It's not him, is it? No, 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 no. The big guy. Oh, Dave Batista. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's I like kind of. Three. I think he's the main head or like main character. That's cool. He's gotten a lot better at his acting every every movie. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, pretty sick movie. Super excited about it. No official release date though. It'll come to Netflix when it comes to Netflix, but it says this year, and it's been. Man, they said 2019, then they said 2020, yeah. and now it's 2021, and they say this year, so hopefully we get to see it. But um, yeah, that's my list. Tons of sequels this year, but that's kind of the normal routine of movies nowadays. Especially, yeah, nowadays. <laughs> yeah, like we, uh, we are in the generation of... All original ideas are dead. Reboots, remakes, and sequels. Well, uh, I think uh, also with Marvel having so much success, but you have those things, but then you have the idea of building universes, having yeah, I mean, like long-term people diving into the yeah. lore and getting attached that way. I mean, there are six Marvel related movies coming out this year. Yeah. There are four MCU movies. The two where well, I have an asterisk, we'll find out. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really solid list that felt like, like maybe 20 movies but uh you might as well just have listed every 2021 movie but uh, (laughs) i do think i do think there's like for every one bad movie coming out in 2020 and i say bad that's completely speculation but like for every movie that i have like minimal interest in i have no that's that's objective but it's speculation (laughs) 14 Um, that was 14 (laughs) (laughs) but like for every one movie that like just looks okay there's like three others that I'm like, I want to be there for that. Um, so my list, um, I'll give these honorable mentions that the only reason these are honorable mentions and not higher on my list is because they come out in the last few weeks of December and I'm not sure they're actually going to come out in 2021. Okay. And that's Sherlock Holmes three and fantastic beast three fantastic beast has to be on the list. It has to be on the list. It doesn't exist. I have to mention it every episode so that it continues to, to be in existence. Real. Stop it. Stop it. If, if we stop thinking about it, we'll forget it. Stop it. Stop it. It's already dead. Uh, you have to keep looking at it. Otherwise it'll disappear. Um, but then Sherlock Holmes three, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like uh, Jude Law. Um, if them two coming back, I love those Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, so I'm super excited for that. I just don't think they're coming out this year. <laughs> um, there's no evidence to support that, but 2021 so packed. I think if the moment even something small goes wrong in the, for movies in 2021, they're those gone. two are gone. They're like skittish cats that are already at the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at number 10, I have the Tomorrow War, which I don't fully understand, but it sounds really cool. I mean, it's just a war movie where there's aliens and then they figure out a way to recruit people from the past to fight. So Which sounds cool to me. So imagine just like our world completely pausing and suddenly like a future government's like, hey, you're part of our nation in like the next 300 years and we need people to fight our war. And if you want to live in the 
future? How did, how did they how did they convince people to go? You know, like what's what did they get? Like I'm not going to be alive. You continue the species, right? Um, or maybe that, it's not so all. far future. Maybe it's like right. 20 years. So it's yeah. like, hey, we need. Right, you'll still be here. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's got Chris Pratt and J.K. Simmons amongst a bunch of others, and I don't know, just the pitch sounds off the wall that I'm in. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how I like of of, um, tenant. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, kind of. There's a relation. Uh, It kind of sounds a little bit similar to uh, Edge of Tomorrow, even though Edge of Tomorrow was based on in anime or something. I don't know what it was based on. It was based on something. Um, Number nine, I have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, This would be higher on my list had that third ghostbusters movie not come out i had thought about this putting this uh, on there so like, i like that it's a sequel to the second one but we got paul rudd we got finn wolfhard uh the the son of the original creators the one making it i'm in uh let, let's see where this goes uh mission impossible 7 the latest mission impossibles are the best mission impossibles except for mission impossible 1 that's a fantastic movie um Spider-Man three, I have as number six, it's not higher. Uh, Also, I left off a lot of superhero things just because I was like, I am really excited for them. But like, I don't know, I I would always be excited for them regardless of the year. Like, (laughs) whereas there are some other movies that I think are really interesting. Um, Spider-Man three, I have number six. The only reason that one's not higher is because I feel like every week we get more cast added and that scares me. Yeah. Um, I hope it's good. I have no reason to think otherwise. But uh, number, sorry, that was number seven. Um, nope. Number six, I actually have a different Tom Holland movie. I put Chaos Walking because I'm so curious about this movie. It's most anticipated movies, right? I am so curious about this movie. <laughs> this movie seems crazy. And it's got three at least three great actors in it it's got a weird story the, when we were watching the trailer in the theaters and there's like there are aliens in addition to the humans i was like this is i don't know what to think anymore um and all the history of this movie being unwatchable at the beginning <laughs> in, in its first making and they had to remake the whole movie so i was like okay what's the watchable version you know I gotta I see. I wonder it. why it wasn't unwatchable. Like that, that'd be. I, I want. I definitely do want to see that cut, right? Like, was it just that, like, the noise of the male characters was just like so aggressive that, like, you couldn't focus <laughs> on the movie? Maybe. Um, the next one I have, and honestly, had I made this list probably before we watched Monster Hunter, this movie may not have been there. But since we watched Monster Hunter, I was like, I do want some more kaiju fights. Godzilla versus Kong. I want to see that. I need to see Kong Skull Island, and then I'm ready. Because um, I do want to see more kaiju fights. Uh, then I have the Suicide Squad. Uh, you hit it right on the head. James Gunn, plethora of characters being killed off. Sounds great. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys looked at this one. The unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> so, I didn't look it up. So it's got it's got Nicolas Cage leading it, uh, which is not necessarily a good thing. No, it's a great thing for this. Nicholas Cage as your lead—that's an instant win. 
so it has uh, Pedro Pascal in it, it as Tiffany Haddish in it, it has Neil Patrick Harris in it. So here, here's the one line pitch. An obsessive fan forces actor Nicolas Cage to recreate his most famous characters and scenes during a birthday party. This is going to be great. Nicolas Cage is just going to go absolutely crazy in this movie. This is a sequel to the Ghost Rider. <laughs> sequel to the Ghost Dude, if if he doesn't do Look Into My Eyes or Your Blood is Stained or Your Soul is Stained by the Blood of the Innocent. What's the thing <laughs> where he's screaming with bees on him? What's yeah. that mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, there's going to be so much good stuff. National Treasure, like, uh, uh, not. Is it Con Air? Um, there's going to be so much good stuff that it's going to be such a meme, this movie. Ian, I think you're frozen. Oh, you, you're somehow twice on my stream. Uh, there we hey. go. Sure. We did it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Second seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been demoted since you disconnected. But yeah, I don't know. Just this movie, like it's another one that I'm just getting excited for all these crazy movies like the Tomorrow War of This and <laughs> Chaos Walking. They're all just crazy movies to me that I'm like, I'm very excited with the stories we're getting. Absolutely. Um, and then the last two, I have Black Widow right before the top um, because I've just been craving good Marvel movie. And like, I, honestly... Um, you could probably swap this out with like Shang Chi, that like I am looking forward to that movie. Also, I decided not to put that on the list, just because I'm like I just want more, and we've been waiting for this movie for so long. Yep. Um, that put it into my eyeballs. Uh, and then lastly at the top, I actually have Dune, just because the potential of this movie to start this huge franchise is super <sighs> exciting to me. And the cast is all stellar. I have my reservations, man. And as long as they tell a better story than the first two adaptations, and I don't mean better story as in they're going to tell a different story. I mean, they tell it better narratively. Right. It, make um, it fit towards the movie adaptation, like, like right. the movie genre. Or genre? Medium. Yeah. Medium. Medium. As a whole, better. Uh, right. And, and I think Den Denny Villeneuve is the guy who can do that. I really and, like Blade Runner 2049. Uh, there's a, a this cult fan base of that movie that says that one's better than the original. I don't know if I go that far. But Denny Villeneuve has a ton of wins behind him. I think that this book series is fantastic. So I think I think the story is there. Uh, right. One thing, I, I have been under the impression this entire time that this may be an, an impossible to an adapt book or book series. Like I think I don't a know. A lot of people have said that, yeah. I don't know if you can tell a good story on a movie. I think a TV show would be better. Still, maybe might be hard. Um, that being said, there's that one line of his saying that he thinks this is the best film he's ever made. Right. That I'm like, and I'm like, he's already maybe. made some wins. Like, exactly. That's that's why I'm like, that that's what's keeping me holding on. That he's one already line of his. made some of the best movies ever made. For him to that's, have exceeded that, that's crazy. Right. Um, right. And I don't know. I'm just, 
A- anticipation is all about potential, and I think that one's got it all. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, that's crazy that we all. I mean, there's not that many movies coming out, but we all have a very different list. There's a couple crossover, but um, we love a good crossover. <laughs> no, we don't. Speaking <laughs> of crossovers, how would you like the uh, Justice League of the no, Avengers? No, let's not talk about that. Um, that's not happening. Just to be clear, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, a lot of good movies. Uh, next week, we are watching... I didn't fill this out on the sheet I sent y'all because I hadn't decided on it yet. But I think we're going to... Taylor was talking about the reason Matrix 4 is not on there is because he hasn't seen The Matrix. Well, we were going to watch The Matrix a month ago. We're going to watch it next week now. Uh, okay. Next week will be The Matrix. Oh, barring no. no. Changes. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah, you're gonna have to watch a good movie. We're gonna force Taylor. We're gonna force Taylor to anticipate Matrix Four. Strap him down. Tape his eyeballs open. Do you think if I show him Matrix One now, let him anticipate Matrix Four for the next six months, and then show him the sequels? (laughs) You you can show him two like shortly after. Yeah, I like. (laughs) Don't show. I like show him three the week before, and I like the first half of three. We should Don't just watch. Him. We should watch two, like in September, when we have some more time. The thing is, I don't, I don't know if things will change. Like, like maybe in September is when Army of the Dead comes out. I don't know. Um, there, there's always unexpected things. I Plus, mean, we can easily that we have a couple of gaps in our schedule, such that maybe we can move some of these double feature days. Yeah, and spread those apart because there are a lot of double feature days. Masters mm-hmm. of the Universe and Raya come out on the same day. Uh, honestly, we might skip Tom and Jerry. Maybe I'll watch it on my own. And if y'all are interested, but yeah. Um, but like that comes out the same day as nobody, uh, Kingsman will probably watch over many saints of Newark, even though I think that movie sounds good. Um, Morbius is the same week as unbearable way to massive talent. So no time to die in fast nine. I'm not going to miss either of those. So yeah, it, it's, it's tough. It's it, our job is so hard. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of exciting movies coming out this year. Uh, what are you, the fans, looking at? Uh, what What are you looking forward to? Uh, go ahead and let us know on social media at our, our next live show uh, next week, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, go ahead and let us know what, what movies you're looking forward to. Watch The Matrix. Let us know your thoughts re-watching that or maybe for the first time like Taylor. And you can have a very authentic reaction about how much you hate the best movie ever made. It's not the best movie ever made. It's up there. Uh, I'm excited to finally watch it, though. I know it's, it's probably up my alley. So, it's an experience. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely yep. up your alley. Um but otherwise, I think we're probably going to wrap up here. Matrix next week. Uh, I guess WandaVision isn't starting yet. So when that happens, we'll be doing WandaVision shows. Uh, otherwise, thanks for tuning in with us. Don't forget, there's a podcast. There's a live Twitch show. Uh, so find us wherever you want. But definitely find us. Um, help other people find us. And this, that, and the other thing. Uh, I'm just rambling now because we're going to wrap this up. Uh, let's talk movies. This is unanimous indecision. Taylor Wilson, he is Rismondo. Thanks for staring at the camera for me. <laughs> and I'm Joshua Troop. We'll catch you next time. See y'all.